The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part four of our look at the survivor cards in the box. On this episode, we are going to discuss Heed the Dream, Salvage, Old Key Ring, Level 3, and Fickle Fortune. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisperer in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock. If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. We are going to wrap up our look at the Survivor cards. The first card we're going to look at is Heed the Dream. It is another Dilemma. This one costs 2 XP, no cost. Augury and Dilemma trait, max 2 Dilemmas per round. Revelation, reveal the top card from each Investigator's deck and place them in a pile. Repeat this two more times. Choose one of the three piles. Each investigator draws each of their cards from the that pile. Shuffle each weakness in each other pile into its owner's decks. Remove each other revealed card from the game. So Matastrophic and I were just uh, reminiscing a little bit about uh, the Lord of the Rings LCG, which uh, also features a card named Heed the Dream, which also deals with drawing cards. So uh, a little bit of... Uh, Trivia there. What do you think about this one? Okay, so I think it's solo. 2 XP is steep, but I think this card's really good in solo. Because it's like, what if my draw could be any of these three cards? And I know it's not going to be a weakness. That's really good. It's like a Eureka that you don't have to pass a skill test on, that you just fire off the Eureka. And like, that's worth 2 XP, I'd say. That's pretty good. In multiplayer, oh my god, this is going to cause fistfights. So the fact that it says remove each other revealed card from the game, like psychologically, that's a big blow. If it if it was just discard them, then it would probably be fine. But I think I understand why they didn't say discard them because of how it interacts with recursion. Because like when seeding the discard pile becomes a good thing, I think that's what they wanted to cap by having them remove, you know, by removing cards from the game. Yeah, but... this is the one that I really feel like should have peril on it just to prevent just to prevent the the, the punching the the table talk that will go on yeah. and the arguments that will happen as because this one feels like it will lead to like especially if you're playing three or four player this could lead to like a lot of debate as each player yeah. lobbies not only for the card they want but also the cards they potentially don't want to lose exactly. which exactly. like depending on how your deck is built and what you're trying to do losing say two cards isn't necessarily the end of the world but if it's no, the right random deck is random and if it's you may never yeah have seen them. yeah it's if it's the wrong two cards and suddenly mm -hmm. it's just like okay you played heed the dream not only did i not get the card i wanted but then you totally 
uh, hamstringed my deck because I lost the other two cards that I needed for the deck to function. Now, value-wise, in four-player, this is amazing. Like, all four players get a Eureka, like, at, you know, fast. That's really good. Like, look at things like um, Black Market, where it's just, it's kind of like drawing five cards, kind of, you know, from the top of somebody's deck, you know, for two XP. But this one is like, it's kind of like looking at 12 cards and drawing four in mm. like, in four player. Like, the like value-wise, this is really good. But I think here's my suggestion. Honestly, I would highly suggest house ruling this in three or four player to just shuffle the the unchosen cards back into the deck. I think the effect is already like balanced enough by the fact that it divides into piles, and then you have a discussion of which pile to take, which might mean that someone might have to take a weakness, you know, for someone else to get the card they want. And I think that's a kind of interesting discussion. I think that works out a lot. It, but the feeling of loss of like losing a card from the game forever. Like I've seen how people react when, you know, when they have to, you know, discard cards from the top of their deck. Like removing cards from the game entirely, I'm like, oh my God. Like that's just such a psychological hit that I, I just don't think it's necessary. And I think it um I think it, it's just just for the sake of your group, just shuffle the cards back in. Yeah. Yeah, I could see my I mean we talked about uh Nature of the Beast as being one of these that we could play and and this is another one I think where it's like okay, I get to pick the best card of the top 3 off my deck. Yeah, like that's pretty good. That's yeah. that's pretty good, you know, for 2 XP. That's not bad. Not only is the effect really good value in, in like 3 or 4 player, but I I kind of like the dynamic of like putting into piles and then you have then you decide like who's going to take a weakness so that way someone else can get an amazing card. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, if you're willing to spend the time on it, because it, it does lead to some analysis paralysis, but I think the loss aversion that comes from removing cards from the game in a multiplayer setting is just, that's just too much. That can like really break your group down. So I say this card's like tons of fun, given that you, at least in multiplayer, just house rule that you don't troll people. You can't troll people. You can't grief people. How would you rate this one? Given that you house rule it in a multiplayer setting, I'd say this is a plus one. That is a lot of value. And um, you're you're going to feel like a million bucks when like half the table gets like cards they want, you know? And then you're, you know what? And also you're going to feel like, a, you're going to feel like a champ when you uh, take a weakness. So that way your friends can like have the cards they really need to like fire off. Like it's going to feel good when this, when you play this card. Please house rule to to avoid the analysis paralysis and the fist fights. Yeah, I think I'm going to go zero on this one. I mean, I I agree. And yeah. in, in multiplayer, it's it's really good. You're going to get lots of value. Maybe a few fights along the way. In house low, rule it. No fighting. In no low, fighting. in lower player counts. Eh, I don't know if this is uh, necessarily a card I would uh, gravitate toward. It's nice that it it's around. It feels appropriately costed at two. If it were like one, it would feel like a, like, especially even in solo, it would feel like a gimme, like take it immediately. But I feel like at two, it's like actually a decision. And, uh, you know, it's not like survivors aren't overflowing with like the survivor card pool itself, not speaking about like access, survivors who have access to seeker cards and can draw through the roof. You know, s survivors themselves don't have a ton of, of draw and certainly not filtered draw. So if that's something you're looking for, then this is definitely 
one way of mm-hmm. uh, getting it in the uh, survivor class. The next card is Salvage. It is a free event that costs 2 XP, an intellect skill icon, insight trait. Choose an item asset in your discard pile. You either choose one, remove that asset from the game and gain resources equal to its cost, or play that asset paying its cost. So this one gives you uh, two options uh, to play any item. So not just survivor items like you would with a card like Resourceful and not just level zero items like you would with something like Scrounge for Supplies. So there's some nice flexibility there. You do get to play the asset. Paying its cost is, is certainly one option. So if your baseball bat breaks, this will get it back. What do you think about this one? I don't. I haven't really played an item-focused deck, and I don't think I've ever oh, yeah. played scavenging all that much, to be honest. So I this yeah, one kind of is a blank for me. I see why, because like especially especially like the way I know you play, like you don't tend to go really really heavy on on assets in general. Like no. I, you don't strike me as a guy who's going to run sixteen assets in a third no. deck. No. Yeah, and this is kind of asking you to do that. So I th- I, th- I think this goes a lot. This goes along with um, things like the uh, where to go the improvised shield, to a lesser extent the idol of Xanatos and like the idea of like you're getting stuff in the discard pile and that's not a bad thing and you're doing things with the stuff in your discard pile. So okay, so the ideal situation I see salvage being really good is you're playing a deck that has like twelve assets, maybe ten of them are items. You're running short supply. You're running idol of Xanatos maybe. So you're you're get that discard pile is building up over time, and then salvage becomes: Do I need four resources? Take four resources, or did I? Do I want to recycle an asset and get it right into play? That's pretty key. The fact that it goes right into play, then I put it right into play. Because um, that's the thing about scavenging level zeros is kind of slow because you gotta like, you gotta play the scavenging, then you've got to make an investigate test, then you've got to get it back in your hand, then you've got to play it again. Where this one, it goes like right back into play, which is kind of nice, and there's no test required. I think also Scrounge for Supplies suffers from the same problem, is that it's kind of slow. So if I think of this kind of like a fast Scrounge for Supplies, because it's like one action saved, yeah, it's a little narrow, but I can see that being worth 2 XP. And I do like the flexibility of removing assets from the game to gain resources. That being said, you're going to want to have like multiple high cost assets. So this is going to be hard to do is what I'm get is where I'm going with this. This is going to be hard to justify all those slots to like really make this work. Unless you're a guy like me and you play force learning and 45 card decks anyway, in which case you do have space to make this thing work. Yeah, I do like the fact that it's only 2 XP, so that opens yeah. it up to like off class survivors who want to experiment with that and the art it looks like um victor goddamn sullivan from the uncharted series i don't know if you've played that but it totally looks like him but we don't have a shovel item do we grave diggers grave oh maybe he's maybe he's repairing a grave digger shovel that was busted after it got cracked or got discarded to discover a clue right right snapped while digging a digging up clues yeah, that's what must have happened. Yeah, he's salvaging it. Okay, I see what's going on there. This very much feels like a Bob Jenkins card, except Bob Jenkins can't take it. <laughs> that's true. How would yeah. you rate this one? Okay, so I feel like this one is actually kind of narrow because I, I feel like for this one, you want to have multiple as, multiple item assets in your deck that cost four. 
I immediately am thinking fingerprint kit and 45 automatic. And then you got to have more, you got to have like more than two of them. You're going to want to have like eight, nine or 10. So I think as a result, this is kind of narrow. That being said, if you think of, if I think of it as like kind of like a fast grounds for supplies, because I both, I both retrieve and play the asset in a single action, that's pretty good. Okay. So given that I have items that are like worth doing this to and like, not like two, but like six or eight items that are worth doing this to. I'll give this thing a zero. Yeah, this is a, a deck I'm not. I haven't played this type of deck, and so this card is is kind of outside my wheelhouse. So I'm I'm gonna just go right down the middle and say zero on this one because yeah, it, I, I it think could be definitely... amazing in the right deck or or yeah. not. So I mean, it's definitely more support for that um, for unsupplies thing where you seed your discard pile for stuff. I really wish this was an edge of the earth for this reason, because it feels like it goes right alongside um, short supply and not less so in this set. The next card in the box is Old Key Ring Level 3. It is a one-cost asset with two intellect skill icons, item and tool trait, uses three keys. If there are no keys on Old Key Ring, discard it as an action investigate. Your location gets minus two shroud for this investigation. If you succeed, remove one key from Old Key Ring. And if this test test's difficulty is zero, you may discover one additional clue. It takes up a hand slot. I have written here, you get one extra skill icon, one extra key, and one extra clue. How can you go wrong with this one? This is pretty sweet. Yeah, I think of the, the, uh, the Silas Marsh deck I was playing that was relying on old key ring, and it was always those locations with two clues where I can get one clue, but how do I get the second clue? This one gets me right. the second clue. Right. I'm thinking about those locations where they they have low shroud, like one or two, but they have two per investigator clues on them. Yeah. So yeah, because often enough you when you when you see um when you see locations with high shroud, like three or four, they often have one per investigator clues. And then you have the low shroud ones are balanced by having two per investigator clues. And I think this kind of really shines there when like the location's challenge is the number of clues that need to need to happen. At that point, it's like you've paid one for three deductions, which is quite nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like this card. It's it's it seems a bit steep uh, XP wise, but the fact that you can get up to three additional clues is pretty nice. And you get an additional key, which is pretty pretty big too. Which uh, yeah. I know with when I was playing old key ring. Two is if you can get your if you can draw your second one quickly enough. Oh yeah. You know, then you've got four, but I'd rather have six. <laughs> Especially when you're you know, you're playing somebody like Silas who doesn't have a great deal of intellect to work with in the first place. And so you really you need these to hit. And that was always the big plus of old key ring is that if it misses, you're fine right you know you, right. you you only remove keys if you succeed which is the big plus when you've only got what one intellect or whatever it is with silas yeah exactly two yeah this is pretty good and, I, and, I, and of course they're trying to um, give you more synergy for um more more synergy for the shroud reduction i wonder how this combines with shed a light do you get both effects oh my god you do yeah. Oh, if you combine this with shuttle lights, you you get four clues. Oh wow. Tesla's clues. 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of awesome. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so this this is really where the deck is going. You know, of uh, you get four clues in one action with this and shed a light. I see, and then you add in like you have your gumptions to like reduce a shroud four location down to zero. You know, I, I see, I see what they're doing here. Yeah, and then resourceful to pull whichever part yeah. you need back. Yeah, yeah that's it's... true. Oh yeah, because you can't salvage the shed of light, but you can resourceful the shed of lights. Yeah, I see where this is going now. This is pretty good. Yeah, the fact that you just you can discover up to six clues with this is pretty nice. You know, um, as much as I like the uh, basic gold key ring, I think the fact that it only had two keys on it made it a little too action intensive, in my opinion. Because you're going to spend an action to play the old key ring, and what's it going to do is going to it's going to lower the shroud by two for two investigates, ideally. Which is like I could just be playing deductions and not deductions, um, perceptions instead. You know, and then get a similar effect. Yeah, with perceptions and not have to like spend play actions. But this one, the fact that it's three keys, like it's starting to feel a lot better because like three clues is bigger than two. But then, but it's really, it's like f you get four additional clues off of, you know, compared to the level zero old key ring. I can see why that's worth three XP. Is, is where, is a, it's a long winded way of saying I can see why this is worth three XP. I'm going to give this one an elder sign because I like the old key ring a lot. Ooh. Is it Elder Sign territory though? Because three XP is a lot. Is it Elder Sign territory? Okay, so if you're an, if you're a purse if you're an investigator who can take level three survivor cards. Oh, and you want. Okay, so you're gonna want to be like the primary clue getter. I don't know if you just splash this in. Well, you kind of can if you're a survivor, because like you're you don't need a lot of XP to be a survivor. Okay, so so what I'm getting at is like this isn't like. 3xp is less of a bite than it is for like a guardian yeah is what i'm going for here yeah and it can get you six clues it's yeah. at least a plus one is it elder sign i'm looking at it primarily from as a solo player where oh yeah totally you yeah. know the additional clue is huge yeah <laughs> saves you so oh, much i totally time. get it yeah because when you run into that location that has two shroud and two per investigator clues this is gonna like save your butt yeah this is gonna be pretty nice yeah, I think I I think like when you when you stack all the benefits up, I could see this being an elder sign. In Survivor, three keys. Yeah, and if the goal is to get six clues off of this, like yeah, this is really good. Yeah, I'll go for elder sign for this. It's not like a super sexy blow it out of the park elder sign, but it's like a if you add up all the numbers, like this is really good. Okay. Yeah, I'll go for that. I'll I'm yeah. thinking Lola Hayes, as I always do. Yeah, and I'm like, this is a lot of value, you know, for you know, for yeah, one cost. Because I, I think yeah. with this one, you know, while it is three XP, one of the things with Survivor, if you're not getting your clues off this, you're probably going to have to spend XP elsewhere. Like I was thinking, I was spending XP on Burn After Reading to get Tesla's clues off of that. Or you'd have to spend XP for Nature of the Beast to get a clue there. Yeah. So that's where I'd well, be they... tempted to put my XP And outside those aren't of this. a lot of XP, are they? No, they're one XP each. I think Burn After Reading might be one or two. I think it's one. But... So I don't mind paying three for this if I'm getting more clue like clues that I would have to pay XP for anyway 
Yeah, I can definitely see. Um, I like how all these cards we talked about, about um, that can get clues testlessly as a survivor, I like how they all seem to combine together. I can totally see a whole deck where you play Old Keyring level 3 to scoop up clues from the low shroud locations. You know, the ones that are like two shroud, but two per investigator clues, and that's how they're balanced. So you have Old Keyring level 3 for those, and then you have like what's it what's it the uh the 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 the, the, the dilemma we were talking about uh, oh yeah burn after na- reading yeah nature but, of the beast nature of the beast that's it you have nature of the beast and you have burn after reading for the high shrouds it's like at that point you can just you don't even need things like look what i found anymore just succeed at your skill tests or discover the clues testlessly yeah what do you what do you need to like play this game where you have to like succeed you have to like fail but by two or two or lower like don't do that just succeed yeah because that was the position you'd end up in right it's like okay i i use my old key ring i'm not getting the extra clue with the level Mm -hmm. zero version and then you're kind of stuck because you need to find a way to get that extra clue and without things like before burn after reading and nature of the beast then you're sort of stuck in this position where now you're i've got to fail a test with look what i found or or you're not (laughs) investigating those two shroud locations or you're not investigating the locations with two uh, clues because you need to Mm -hmm. fail the look what i found test at those to get the two clues efficiently and then you and then you inevitably draw an elder sign or plus one and you're like oh god damn it yeah and so then you gotta, like this yeah. feels like it really solves that problem and makes things a lot smoother so mm-hmm. i'm a big fan yeah this this is really good does it knock uh shed a light off the top spot i don't think so oh, but shed then again a, it com- it combos with shed a light yeah shed a light's a level zero card like that gets you three clues that's a as we are saying, the only other card that does that, you lose the game. So you have to knock yourself out and take a mental drama. <laughs> so something something's above the power curve there for sure. The final survivor card in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion is our final dilemma. This is fickle. It's a dilemma. It is oh. a dilemma. This is fickle fortune. 3 XP, no cost, Dilemma of Favor, same text as all the other Dilemmas. Revelation, you must decide, choose one, place one Doom on the current agenda. Each investigator heals three damage and three horror, or remove one Doom from the current agenda. Each investigator takes one direct damage and one direct horror. Remove Fickle Fortune from the game. So I have uh, railed against uh, healing cards uh, both in uh, Edge of the Earth and uh, this uh, particular expansion, but uh, I have a really tough time being hard on a car that potentially heals 12 damage and 12 horror without taking an action. It's pretty good. That's... And that is a lot of damage and a lot of horror. Yeah. And, uh, or conversely, if you don't need to heal the damage or horror, you can remove a Doom ping everybody and basically give the table 12 actions yeah which is also very good the thing with this one as with all the dilemmas this one really feels like you need to time it right yes like this one timing is everything and i feel like this one you need to be playing katya with so you can really shelve this under her wait till the end of the game either to 
just heal the entire table for huge amounts or remove a doom to give yourself the extra time you need because drawing this early game or at the bad time wrong time just feels like a bit of a waste so at three xp i really wish this was a regular event that you could spend an action to play if you if you draw this off the mulligan your table is gonna like kick you out and take and like toss your beer on you like like this is like if if you draw this in the opening hand like you are gonna feel terrible not only have you wasted three xp but like you're telling everyone to either add it you're either starting the game with a doom or you're giving everyone a direct damage and a direct horror neither of which you need like this only this is one of those things where it's only useful near the end when you're either going to doom out but you haven't been hurt very much or you've been beaten up a lot and you're going to you're you know someone's going to going to fall over from damage or horror neither of these happen on turn 1 no like yeah man this one really needs to be this real this this is why content needs to be a permanent you know listen oh my gosh Timing is everything with this one, and uh, and even if you do put Catchy in your deck, like you said, I mean, if you draw this off the off the mulligan, <laughs> and you're gonna feel terrible. It's you're gonna feel pretty bad about it. Like uh-huh. it's just not not great. I mean, I I, I think this one also is better for obviously better for multiplayer because it just scales so much better with the more players you have. Oh, compared to yeah. compared to solo where it's just like yeah like removing doom in solo is rarely necessary because you're you're i don't doom out all that often and i'm not gonna pack cards just in case i am so so i wouldn't i probably wouldn't play this in solo but it definitely in multiplayer but yeah the timing man oh man it's too bad we don't get like return two boxes anymore because we could have like Return to the permanent Kachi and return to the Scarlet Keys. How would you rate this one? So given that you have a way to control when you get this, as in you're playing either Katya or you're playing like a Seeker. Yeah, but like Min can't take this. So you have to play Daryl with like things like Scroll Secrets and Forced Learning. No, not Forced Learning. No, Forced Learning is a bad idea. Um, Eureka. You pretty much have to do that. Like if you're just playing a regular survivor and you just draw this, like uh, you know, in during Act One, you're just, just, just you're just wasting it. So I'm gonna give it an elder thing because it's very situational. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about this is like there's gonna be a, like often enough. I would almost dare to say 50% of the time where the game is going well and you wish you drew an unexpected courage instead like something to advance the board state yeah i can like, definitely see that yeah where it's like i don't need the healing and i and i'm and i'm not dooming out everything is going fine in which case you're wasting three xp and you're wasting the card you know that you drew an upkeep so i think as a result i'm going to give this another thing because like there are times when this is going to feel terrible like almost like a treachery even yeah, of all the uh, of all the dilemmas that we have looked at, this one feels as though you're sort of building around this. I'm not going to give it a bless though. I'm going to go land at zero. 
Okay. And that's only if you have a way to control it. If you don't have a way to control this thing, then don't put it in your deck. Because it's a lot of XP. You're yeah. wasting the XP. It's going to go off at the wrong time. The healing is incredible. I mean, you're getting yeah, so much lot. so that much is... healing. But the problem, again, is that... If you need it. If you need it, if you... right? And yeah. you don't know if you're going to need it. Because, like, okay, maybe one guy or one girl at the table is has been hit hard and the other three are fine, you know? Okay. So you're, you're unnecessary, you know, you're just not getting as much value for it, mm-hmm. which, what, which seem, which is why it seems like this one, you really need to control it or it's just, you're just, uh, you're not going to get value. So I'll, well, you're, I'll gonna, you're basically making a treachery at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would give this one like a plus one or a zero if you've got a way to control it. If if you don't, then <laughs> I would never play this. That's going to do it for our look at the Survivor cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. Let me know in the comments down below what you think. We're going to be back with the... We're going to do a video about the neutral cards. Maybe talk about the dilemmas. Maybe not. We'll see. And then, of course, we have the customizable cards uh, that uh, we have to work through. I believe each class got three of those, plus uh, the Shotcaster, the neutral one. So we will uh, have videos uh, out about those as well. So, what are your final thoughts on uh, the dilemmas, Matastrophe? Oh, I think they're just more. I think they're more trouble than they're worth, except for the one that is not actually a dilemma at all, and that's uh, where'd it go? Um, Nature, Nature of the Beast. Nature of the Beast. Yeah. I, th- I think they're just more trouble than they're worth. I think the dilemma deck is just too much XP, and it's just too much effort. Just I'd skip him, to be honest. He the Dream is hilarious, though. If you house rule it, I think it's pretty good. That being said, I think the the shroud reduction thing, like, is kind of is kind of the real standout of like the whole box. Even Daryl's definitely the seeker here, and so Daryl got all the good cards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daryl benefits not only from all of these shroud reduction cards, but I mean the the uh, what's the other deck that we looked at from the seekers. That's played out of Daryl quite a bit. The uh, oh research notes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a lot of research notes decks that are built out of Daryl. So yeah. seems like he not only benefits from the uh, being seeker, but also he can uh, power down the shroud of a lot of locations and and snap up clues that way if he uh, if he has to. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced that the the dilemmas are are something I'm going to be playing with. I feel like we we've sort of been in this spot before with the the whole curse and bless mechanic, where it feels like there's just uh, something missing. Maybe it's just not yeah. fleshed out enough to make it viable, or you know, yeah. just to make it smooth. Because you're, you know, you're going to be putting these dilemmas in your deck at level zero with no real way of controlling them outside of a card like Eureka, like you've mentioned. There may be others out there that I'm not thinking of at the moment, but maybe, uh, what's his name? The guy who lets you pick a card? Oh, Rook? Rook. Yeah. You could use him to like, okay, but that's sort of yep. like, so you, there are ways to do it, but I mean, if you're playing with... Uh, with the list of taboos, Rook's been tabooed. So he's, he's okay. Like 
with the taboo. I think I think if you're playing dilemmas, I think Rick, tabooed Rook is pretty good. But once again, it's a yellow card. You know, it's like it's almost as if this was designed to be played by seekers. You know, these 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 dilemmas because seekers because seekers have all the ways to uh, do controlled draws. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.